Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. And welcome again to the Alternative Property Management Show, coming to you live from Palmerston North, the most exciting city in New Zealand. It's that exciting. We've got another special guest to you. Uh, coming from Palmerston North as well, I am your host and MC for the PMC, David Faulkner. Uh, I'm also being joined by Will Alexander from Bailey's. We're recording a little bit late tonight, so it's past Addison's bedtime. He's had to go to bed. But do not worry about that because we have got from Palmy, Billy Tossi from Homely, who's going to be on the panel at the PMC. Billy, it's great that you can join us. Welcome. Thanks for coming along, mate. Cheers, mate. Yeah, it's um, good to be here and uh, look forward to having a good discussion with with you both. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the PMC as well. It's going to be it's going to be a great conference, um, which I'm looking forward to sort of learning and um, also yeah, being a part of the panel. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great having you on the panel. And, uh, you know, I mean, you were just saying before we came on Earth, on Earth that uh, you've just uh, your second anniversary at Homely, mate. Yeah, we've clocked up two years, which has uh, gone pretty pretty quick, actually, sort of blown by. It's been a bit of a blur, um, you know, uh, I guess uh, getting one year under the belt is, is, is quite an achievement, but to, to do two, um, you know, sort of, I guess, solidifies why you do it, right, is, um, is, is obviously you must be doing something right, and obviously growing and expanding and bringing team members on is, um, yeah, real rewarding, so it's going, it's going good. So far. Well, we'll come, we'll come on to Homely in a moment, but uh, I mean, I, I, you know, Will doesn't know this, but uh, I actually played in the Hankin Shield final, uh, <laughs> which is the Manawatu two Premier Club rugby competition against Billy, um, <laughs> and I'm and I'm trying to wonder. I'm, I mean, I won't. We won't go into the result, um, similar to what happened to the All Blacks, but never mind. And <laughs> uh, I was just trying to wonder. Billy, how old were you in that finals? 2000, I'm trying to remember what year it was. I think it was like 2006 or something like that. It's gone back nearly 20 years. Yeah, it was 2006. And, um, Will, you can probably read between the lines on who won um, and who's probably never yeah. let it down in all the time that I've known David. Um, the Hang and Shield final in 06 always gets brought up. But uh, I was fresh out of school, so I was 18. Um, um, but, yeah, no, it was... Um, yeah, it was probably in terms of rugby. Um, yeah, one of one of the great memories um, and a and a pretty hard fought um, hard fought win. How old cool. are you, David? You would have been. <laughs> I was uh, I was I was thirty. I'm trying to think now. Thirty five, I think. Uh, I was coming 35. up to the, the end. Of, I, I was coming up to the end of my career. I was determined because I throughout all my rugby career never won a single trophy. In fact, I think <laughs> we won the Jubilee Cup once. The year we made the final, um, but never really won anything. Played in Lancashire Cup finals in England and stuff like that. But, you know, I was desperate to win something and, and it never happened. Played the following year, we got knocked out in the semis by fielding and that was it. Just body gave up I mean, on me then. Just, a, just, I don't know, food for thought. It's a bit hard to um, go back now, but trying to win something when you're playing people in the, they're 18 now fresh out of school and run circles around a 35 year old i don't know i mean <laughs> personally i would have thought the writing's on the wall nah, i wouldn't disagree with anything you said anyway as much again as i'd love to talk about rugby um we we have to move on and we have to talk about billy and um mate so you've been you know 
two years, is it what you thought it was going to be, mate? Um, yes, yes and no. Um, I think I, I knew that by persevering and sticking, uh, I guess, to the goals and the vision that I had for for the business, um, you know, I'd get in return what I was sort of wanting. Um, but at the same time, there's, as any business owner, there's so many hurdles that you have to overcome that you don't see along the way as well. And I think that's where <clears throat> the biggest learnings for me have been those hurdles and, and sort of trying to navigate through that a little bit more. Um, being new in business and, and new as a business owner, I think um, uh, that's probably the biggest challenge is, is sort of just navigating through those areas and then problem solving and coming up with solutions, you know, to, to I guess, put, put, put Homely in the right direction, um, but also ensuring that our team and our clients, um, you know, are, are well serviced and satisfied as well. Um, so, yeah, I guess it has been. Um, definitely from a personal level, um, it, it's been really rewarding. Yep, 100%. So what are the speed bumps or what are the things that came in your way which you didn't actually think of, which you thought, bloody hell, I didn't realise about this. What are the things, what are the challenges that you faced and, and how did you overcome them? Yeah, probably, I mean, the list goes on, but I guess, you know, probably six to eight months into being a business owner. I mean, for me, it was, I always had that vision of, you know, one day growing and and potentially bringing on staff and, you know, long, long term look to go regional because uh, I think, uh, I guess, what I've been able to, to to sort of develop as a bit of a business model is a little bit unique and, and, and I felt like that would suit a lot of people in other areas. But I think how fast that's taken place has probably caught me by surprise a little bit. Um, yeah. And bringing on a business partner in Amanda, you know, eight months in, <clears throat> um, I never envisioned that. Um, but was I that, guess when, was that was that planned? Yeah. Or did it just did it just happen? No, it just happened. So uh, Amanda was on maternity leave, and obviously, um, she had you know three children. Um, she didn't want to go back to, I guess, the full time nine to five job because that would put pressure on her family and her personal life um, but she also wanted to be able to have um, I guess get back into the workforce but at her own pace and have the flexibility yeah. to do um, and still be involved in property management and and I guess she sort of followed you know my journey from from day dot up until you know she came on board and she really liked the idea um, you know sat and had coffee with her and we talked about you know I, I talked about the model and and, and how I see that working moving forward, um, and I guess what sort of came out of it um, was an opportunity to bring her on um, as a business partner because she wanted that sort of skin in the game, um, which I didn't sort of foresee at that point in, in this journey. But um, I guess as a business owner now, um, you know, I've sort of got the, an open view that when opportunities present themselves, you know, you sort of really got to look at it and, and grasp them and take them while they present themselves, or at least give, give it a crack. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, looking back now, it's been for me, the best, the best move for not only yeah. myself, but the business moving forward. I mean, some people will say, Oh, look, you gave up, you know, percentage of your business, you know, you're, you're giving that up. But to be fair, I think I've doubled that in terms of what she brings and, 
productivity and, and brand awareness and engagement and, and the clients that she has relationships and networks with. Um, so it's kind of paid for itself, you know, in so, double already. So, so, I mean, I know who Amanda is and I know your background, but people listening to this won't. Who is she and how did you meet her? Yeah, so Amanda, um, <clears throat> so I've worked with her at a, at a previous uh, company that I worked for um, and she was a senior property manager uh, very diligent in terms of what she does um, as a property manager. Um, I guess I'd describe Amanda as someone that's very calm um, and and very very good under pressure. Um, her previous background before I sort of worked alongside her was um, in Auckland and social housing, um, and and she um, was in that for many many years. Um, so. You know, she's got that experience dealing with, um, you know, all types of situations, all types of cultures, ethnicities, um, but to have a calming nature about her and and, and to deliver results for, for both parties, um, you know, both tenants and landlords, I think is, is a real, you know, it's, it's a real skill. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think when we, when we sort of caught up, we it was almost like we were kind of on the same page with with where we wanted things to go forward, moving forward. Like bringing her on, it was a case of here's my vision for Homely. You're you're on board with this because we need to be on the same page. And and she was like right from the get go. It was almost like we balance each other really well in terms of our strengths and weaknesses, which has made since she's been on, like since she's come on board, getting homely to where we are now um, has really helped with her being there and and her being able to I guess express herself with her strengths um, to then implement within our business. It's it's um, yeah, it's been the best call ever. So that's really good. Yeah, good I story. Mean, how do you overcome disagreements? Because you know throughout. But any relationship, whether it's a personal relationship, a marriage, a business relationship, you're never always going to agree with each other. What happens when you get to a point where you kind of, oh, God, I don't quite agree with what she's saying here, or vice versa? Who yeah. calls the shots? Who's the boss? Oh, I don't, I don't, and I think that's the relationship we have, right? I, I don't think any one of us um, uh, are sort of the boss or feel like they have more power than the other. Um, uh, I feel like we're we're able to, and that's what I mean. We've just sort of got that relationship where we're able to communicate very clearly. Um, and and I think before she came on board, and even right till now, we we set those expectations and boundaries um, to hold each other accountable, so that there is no grey areas, or that they that she doesn't feel like she can't come to me and challenge me or hold me accountable for things, and vice versa. Um, so we meet, um, and, and I think that's the real key, is, is we meet weekly um, to discuss business, um, whether it be something that we need to improve, implement, or strategies. Um, and, 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 and generally, majority of the time, it's just to catch up to see how things are going. Um, but also, there's that aspect of, okay, well, we need to really focus and, and, and look into these areas, or we need to come up with a more strategic plan around you know what, what's going to happen if this happens or, or things like that and we're able to work through that quite quite effectively um 
So fingers crossed, I think at this stage, you know, we don't, we haven't encountered uh, a situation where, you know, someone has to make it or call a shot. I think we're pretty clear in what we want to achieve. And I think that's, that's the key, right, is as a business, if you've got a business plan and everyone's on the same page and everyone's working to the same vision, um, you know, there should be no real need to have disputes. Um, and I think yeah. Amanda and I uh, are on that page. The plan kind of in the values make the decisions, don't they? I mean, that, that's absolutely. That's, that's great. That's great. Uh, Will, can I, you know, one of the things that I picked up here, and, and this is, you know, I'm really pleased to interject at any time here. What I got from your conversation, from what Amanda coming on board, that she's a young mother on maternity leave, looking for a bit of flexibility. I mean, Will, you're running the corporate. I'm kind of running, let's be honest, it, it's we have to be a bit more corporate now. Um, what's your views on giving flexibility in the workplace around issues such as, you know, uh, working around family? What's your views on that, mate? Look, I've always worked in family businesses and it's a big part of, um, you know, I, it's a big part of who I am and, and, you know, some of the best people I've ever worked with drop kids off in the morning, pick them up in the afternoon, um, juggles stuff around life and um, I think it's important and, and um, you know like one of our top property managers at the moment Anna I mean she works uh, she she's single working mother and, and works very very hard works late at night after she you know she says from four till six is kids time then she yeah. does stuff after that I think flexibility is really important I think that you've got to obviously put in place checks and balances to make sure that people aren't um, you know taking advantage of that but uh, you know I am a big believer in coming to the office um, yeah. I think you know to build a culture and to build um, you know a good collaborative approach I think that's that's important but look, it's it's it swings and roundabouts, you know, and, yeah. and you can't you, you can't tell me that when someone turns up at nine and they leave at five, they work that entire time. They just don't, you know, and, and I almost like it, you know, my observations are the people that, you know, turn up after dropping the kids off and then picking them up. When they get to work, they work their ass off, you know, and... Yeah. And and they really appreciate being there because it's like uh, you know, having the white nappies and all that sort of stuff. I don't know, but uh, look, I think um, you can't stereotype. I think this industry attracts all different types of people, and you've just got to be open to it. Was that one of the reasons, Billy, really, why Amanda wanted to come on board? Because of that flexibility, she can work around the family, and uh, also the benefits of being your own boss. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And and effectively, I guess when I started and created that business model, that's kind of the core of what I sort of wanted to develop. And and Will's right. Like it's not for everyone, right? Like a lot of people thrive in a nine to five or working in an office environment, and some don't. Um, I guess that's just how I've built Homely is based around that core because I feel like to me that's a huge value to me in the business and the people that. Mm see that obviously are the people that we you know obviously will attract um and and certainly for amanda that was um a massive point um of her coming on board was being able to balance it and and also for myself like when i started um you know i've got a young family two young kids 
in my previous role, I, you know, barely saw, you know, like, in, in the office early, you're home late at yeah. night. Um, for me, that just, like, for me, it wasn't sustainable. And I just felt like I wasn't parenting or being a real, I guess, decent enough father to my kids. So the only way for me to change that was to incorporate something within my business that allowed me to do that. Um, and so that's where, like, for now, like, for me, like Will said, like, I do school drop-offs. Um, my wife's a teacher. I do school pickups. Um, I, I work in between, um, you know, like now uh, in the evening if I need mm. to. I just work my schedule around yeah. what works for me. Um, and and that's not a nine to five. But for me, that allows me to be in control because I'm actually got things throughout my day that keep me energized, challenged, but also sort of keeps my day more interesting um, as opposed to just that normal structure. But like I say, that's that's just for me. Um, doesn't work for every business or every person. Um, but I feel like that's something that I think people who are in Amanda's position or people that do want that flexibility, um, you know, there, there, there should be potentially options there for them. Uh, and I think the biggest thing, what I learned um, when I started Homely, bearing in mind that I started in October 2021, we'd just come out of Auckland having a four-week lockdown. Um, so lockdown and COVID was still quite rampant. Um, so starting a business in the midst of that was probably the biggest um, risk and, and probably <laughs> anxious times yeah. I've ever had. Um, I think... I think I remember talking to you, um, Billy. We caught up, didn't, didn't we? And after I was, I think I was leaving Property Brokers, and you were potentially thinking about starting it. That's and right. Yeah. Yeah, we used to caught up for coffee, and you picked my, oh, we picked each other's braids for for an hour or two. But yeah, I remember that. Um, I remember him telling me about it, and I thought, bloody hell, mate, you're brave. And yeah. uh, but oh, power to him. I mean, it's. You know, in a way, we're competing in the same market in, in Palmy, but he's one of the guys that you'd actually, if you lose business to him, you're actually going, well, mate, you know, good on you. Um, well, and, yeah. and that's, the, I, and that's I, the thing. I think, like, there's there's enough, like, how I see it is there's enough business out there for everyone to to, to do business. Um, and every every client, they want a unique service or experience that, I guess, you know, the likes of us can't provide, but you can and vice yeah. versa um yeah. and and that's where i guess our little niche in terms of being small boutique um and and sort of mobile will suit some clients but it's not going to be for everyone and it's very similar to the staff approach right um in terms of flexibility like it's it's there that's what we do and and that's what we see real value in that's what our beliefs are but yeah. it's not going to be for every staff member and i think what i've learned from COVID is that working remotely and being flexible um, you can still deliver results at a really high level by having that flexibility and working remotely compared to being in the office. And I think that was one lesson that I learned at the time is like our team at the time were so productive. Um, and just because they were in their own environment, they were able to, you know, do some work. And, and when I say do some work, like an hour of productive work, which would have been two hours in the office. So therefore, mm. when they're at home and they're doing four hours worth of work, it effectively equates to eight hours. Like you yeah. said, well, you know, like how many people work in nine to five? Not many, but so they're doing well, you, four you, hours. Well, you can't. Well, you can't, you can't. Yeah. 
Exactly. So you're doing four hours at home in your own environment where you feel relaxed and, and you're actually actually providing a better service and experience for your clients by doing it remotely. I think for me, that was a massive lesson, um, being able to, I guess, trust my ability to 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 start homely, but in a sort of mobile um, aspect. You know, you know, my views um, are probably uh, a little bit different. Sorry, I'll just my views on on all this because we've learned a lot through COVID, haven't we? In in, in terms of and everything you said there, I completely one hundred percent agree with. Uh, and and you do you just get shit done when you're at home. It's getting that balance right between the office work. You get creativity in an office, uh, which you wouldn't get from working at home. But then you get the productivity potentially from working from home. My views probably differ a little bit from my employer. I'll openly admit where I think we should give um, people that flexibility. It's the type of job where it's easy to measure performance, and, and it it, sh- it soon sticks out if if they're not ticking the necessary boxes. I mean, Will, yeah. what were you what were you going to say, mate? For memory, um, Billy, we caught up um, about a year ago when I was at Renty Store, and and uh, I think you, I recall you saying that you pay your property managers a commission they're not uh are they they're not employees they're contractors uh you know specifically referring to rachel who you got down in the company coast that is so that that is right i mean that's uh we've got the same sort of setup in in bailey's up in auckland um uh i think it's a fascinating point and maybe something that you want to elaborate on yeah i guess um yeah that's probably something fairly unique that um not a lot of property management agencies sort of look to implement um and i guess a lot of property managers look to come on board with um because i guess commission you know you you lose that stability or you lose that certainty of one income but also two uh, i guess employment um it, it, it was it was effectively looking at it from a like a real estate agent's perspective um you know what a real estate agent do why can't we well why can i incorporate that model for a property manager it all just aligns it just makes sense in terms of they're effectively their own boss they go out they build a portfolio um you know they have their own um, clients that they deal with they can do things in their own unique way under the homely umbrella um, earn commission off, which obviously gives them income progression as opposed to stock standard salary where every year it may get reviewed or there may be an increase uh, depending on their performance um, and how well they run that portfolio. Um, obviously, they get a financial reward in return. So that, that's, that's the, uh, I guess, the crux of uh, you know the business model that I've created in terms of how we see this moving forward into the future and with people or independent property managers, as we call them, coming on board with us, then being independent contractors for Homely, um, which gives them, I guess how I see it is, when someone has that responsibility, they're invested in what they do. uh, And when they're Mm. invested in what they do, I feel, one, they're going to deliver results um, productively, um, without having to have things like KPIs or performance re- reviews or anything like that, because if they don't perform effectively, uh, I guess the the negative result for them is income, um, and that's the biggest factor for a lot of people is income, whether or not you're on a salary or on commission. Um, so, if they're able to run a portfolio smoothly, they've got happy clients. 
low vacancies, low rent arrears, then they're going to be financially rewarded uh, for it as well. In terms of, go on, go on, Will. Sorry, mate, I'm I'm, I'm actually quite intrigued here because we've got a similar model, um, um, and feel free to tell me to shut up here, Billy. Um, uh, Do you, so bringing on Rachel, for example, in the Kapiti Coast, um, did you pay her, she's on a um, commission, did you pay her a retainer until she got to a certain point, or she started on zero and just sort of backed herself? Interest. You're not in your head. People, started. People yeah. Start. Yeah. That, but, yeah. Started yeah. on zero. Um, yeah. And and I guess for us as well is 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 why why we offer that um, is I guess from a business ownership point of view is we want people that are hungry and motivated to make it work. Um, they see the long term mm. vision of okay, I've got to sacrifice here six or twelve months to build something which I know in return. Um, is going to be rewarding. Anyone who, if I was to pay a retainer for six months, there's no drive or there's no motivation to really make it work because you've got that safety net. What I want to be able to see with our team members is actually them getting out there, really working hard and behind the scenes um, to be motivated to actually build something that they're really proud of and 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 what they will get in return is is something that's financially rewarding. Um, it just gives them that investment. Like I say, they're invested in what they do um, and are motivated and hungry to go go out there and do it. Just like a real estate agent, right? There's the whole yeah, model yeah. concept. So uh, as it a real is. estate agent, when you start, like, yes, an employer may give you a retainer, but at the end of the day, if you're not out there hungry and hunting to, to close business, you're gone. Um so that's the kind of, uh, I guess, model that I've adopted because we want people that are hungry, that are out there working hard to, to actually make it work as opposed to just coast. We'll come on to Hungry and Hunted a little bit more later. And I think you, you know where I may be going with this, Billy, because we've seen some of your fantastic videos out there of uh, kind of the better grills of uh, property management. But, I mean, one of the <laughs> things that just listening to you here, sense that you know you're motivated to grow this nationwide am i is that a plan or is it just are you just going to see how it rolls and go with the punches um yeah yeah definitely um uh long-term plan uh, i think i spoke okay. to will we we had a i think we had a coffee and uh, i think will said you know what's the plan and i said well there's no point in going half-assed about it. We might as well go big, and um, you know, if it if yeah. it doesn't if I, if I pull up short, then you know, at least I'm halfway there. And but I think that's that's the point, right? It's 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 it is a <clears throat> it is something that I feel we can offer that is a little bit different for not only a client's perspective but also a property manager's perspective as well. Um, and you know, like I say, it's not going to suit everyone, but there's people out there that that will resonate with. And um, you know, if if we take it nationwide, then great. Um, I think that's probably long long term. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. But certainly, getting you know a few contractors up and running, and implementing the model and and fine tuning a few things is probably the goal for the next few years. I mean, I'll tell you what, because I'm I'm interested to know. How in God's name did you sell this concept to your wife? Because when you told me, I'm thinking we've got a Labour government who've just in, who've just introduced interest deductibility, got rid of that. No one's going to be buying investment properties. And I'm thinking anybody who's thinking of setting up a property management company now 
in this environment, in this market, they've got to be absolutely brave or stupid or, you know, and here's you doing it. How do you sell it to your wife, mate? And you proved me wrong. And I'm glad to yeah. see it, Paul. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, she's, she's probably been, I think when you talk about people who have had, you know, influence in, in, in your life, she's been definitely there and um, 100% supportive, uh, you know, from day, from the idea to, to where we are now. And um, <clears throat> I guess her, 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 I think her earlier comments was just give it a go. And if it doesn't work out, surely you'll get a, a job as a property manager somewhere else. And um, just her sort of saying that sort of gave me the motivation. And I think, <clears throat> you know, for, for her to believe in, in me in taking this risk gave me the motivation not to let her down um, in, in terms of ma- like actually forcing myself to make it work, not to see if it would work. Um, like for me, you know, that first year, it was pretty hung. Like we sacrificed a lot as a family and, you know, I was working two jobs. Like people don't see that, right? So people just see where homely is right now. Like I was working mm. <clears throat> like 12-hour days, you know, I was laboring for a builder four days a week and trying to run a business um, in, in, on the side as well. So there was a lot of things that we as a family did to sacrifice, you know, getting homely up and running. Um, but you know, for her to be supportive and and to allow me to, I guess, chase my dream, um, you know, is 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 why I said, oh, why I'm sort of hungry to to not make it fail and and do everything I can to make it work, just because of her support. I mean, that's the shit people don't see, isn't it? I mean, that's a fantastic yeah. story. That's a great story, and without the labouring, you know, to pay the bills and you're building this business, all power to you, mate. And and again, use that word hungry and hunted. Um, you know, you, you became a bit of an internet. I don't know if we can we call you an internet sensation with uh, going out there with uh, we use the same video. Yeah, guy go on. Edwards, and, he, and he takes you. Go on. You take him out there going up in the Tararuas yeah. and the ruins, yeah, yeah. shooting day. What? Tell us what what's all that about, mate? Yeah, I guess as a uh, well as a young, like I come up, I came from a rural background, so um, grew up on a farm. Um, you know, like being in the outdoors, hunting and fishing, and. And, and and that kind of environment um, was was just natural. Um, you know, I, I don't get much time for it now, and and probably that's fallen away at the at the at the side. But um, I, I think everyone has like a little like when you're working such a high pressure job or, or any job really, having like a little escape um, that you go to um, to sort of reset and 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 sort of allows you to clear your mind um for me that was that was it that was it was hunting it was fishing um it was tramping it was camping um and and it was just it was a bit of a it was a bit of a gag really it was like oh well should we just take a video camera and we'll just start videoing some of these adventures and throw it up online and you know maybe if we you know take a deer and we get some meat or we you know get a few fish and Get the get the fillets, you know. Maybe we just sort of show how we would cook it, like just a genuine person. Like no one wants to see how a Michelin star chef, you know, cooks a a snapper fillet. Like most ordinary people don't want to cook it that way anyway. So it's like, how do we make it genuine to most people out there? And so we started doing, you know, some few videos and all that sort of, and and we just got traction. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> you know, we're getting thousands and thousands of views on YouTube and. Um, you know, massive sponsors like paying us to wear their gear and to use their equipment, and 
um, it got real big real quick um, to the point where it was almost like borderline do we like just drop everything and and give this a real go um, and and so it was it was yeah I could see a new program, Will. I can see something that we can, you mm-hmm. know, you know yeah. get, get Billy to take me, you and Alison out, out into the Tararoos and we'll go hunting. <laughs> it would be I, a comedy I show, would, that would be. <laughs> I would love to see Harrison on the end of a 303 or something like that. So, well, maybe a 777. Give him we, a might better, lunch, but, we might be able to yeah. organise that, fellas. I think we've got to organise uh, that and film it. <laughs> I, I, I do, I, uh, David shared the link in... Um, to the Facebook page, and I did look, and I, the first thing that came to mind was stress release. I mean, some people have those little stress balls on their desk in property management or yeah. what have you. Um, you just go and blow shit away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just go, yeah. go gather, um, hunt and gather. And I mean, for me, it was like, and, and that's and that's why I guess growing up as a kid, you know, like um, you just get accustomed to that whole, um, you know, I, I guess killing for meat purposes more so than for enjoyment so that was never that was never the interpretation of of doing you know taking animals life for for fun it was always there was a purpose to do it to obviously show people um you know that there's these it's it's, it's effectively wild meat that we're sort of harvesting so harvesting wild game did you grow up the ultimate BD, the ultimate BDM interview here, isn't it? Really, you know, send send yeah. somebody out to Tararoo's go and hunt something. If you come back with a deer, then you've got the job as a BDM in property management. Excellent. Well, have you got Good. your five questions? Have you got questions that you want to ask, Philly? Uh, have you thought of any? Yeah, uh, I, your favorite, I, your I do. Five? I, I do have my famous five. Um, well, just quickly, where, where did you grow up? Out of curiosity. Um, as a family, we, we grew up sort of all over the show. Uh, we're farmers, so mum and dad were farmers. Um, sort of, you know, we, we, we'd be on a farm for type, you know, at the back of Taipei, big station um, for three or four years, then moved to Hunnival, moved to Paitua, moved to Wanganui. Um, but every every location had, um, you know, unique memories. I think the last farm that mum and dad farmed on way up the back of Wanganui, um, pretty remote. Uh, I think it was nearly twelve thousand acres. Um, so massive, massive farm. All right, awesome. We're gonna to have to wind up. So uh, right, Bill, five questions. Right, okay. Right, number one, keeping with tradition, um, just because it's a rolling contest between David and Harry. Harry's not here tonight, so you know, don't feel like you have to be fair. Um, if you had to employ your next property manager, uh, you got a team of three. You need to build to a team of four. Uh, would you hire Harry or David? Uh, David. Oh, four two, boom. Four two, four two. Okay, interesting. Suck on um, that. Suck on that, Harry. You know you know it. <laughs> biggest, <laughs> biggest lesson so far. Um, in your homely journey. Yeah, biggest lesson for me probably um, just to believe in myself, really. Um, just to try and nice. put put that doubt that always sort of comes to mind around making decisions or moving the business forward to one side and, and just really giving it a go and, um, you know, having the confidence to be able to back yourself um, is, is probably the biggest lesson that I've learned. Bloody awesome. Um, greatest point of difference at Homely? Um, You're at a business presentation. Three businesses have presented the elevator pitch, mate. 
Yeah, I guess for us, um, being you know being uh, remote, being small, being mobile um, is is a, is a real point of difference. I think people like that boutique uh, property management style. Um, for us, we also sort of really push forward um, where, where some companies don't around you know being accredited, being making sure that your your properties are in the hands of you know a qualified property manager, um, and and obviously with you know. Um, that probably coming to the fray next year um, is going to be more important than ever. But I think people want to feel peace of mind knowing that someone, um, you know, does have the experience or at least has the knowledge around um, how to take care and how to manage a property effectively. Um, so we really push forward on that. But 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 being just personable, um, you know, being available um, and and just being approachable in a way that. Um, we are able to invest or have a manageable workload to be able to invest time into people um, is really, really key. Um, you know, doing, we uh, sort of offer, you know, property performance reports as well, which is quite unique. Um, so we actually track and trend how properties are performing uh, and give those to, to owners just to ensure that, cool. I guess, what they've, what they're doing and how, how their properties are, are actually being run. Is it worth it? Um, and and how we can implement things to make it more, I guess, more of a uh, more of an ideal asset for them um, is is something that we look to really build on. So probably accumulation of of, of smaller things, um, not one thing in particular um, that we sort of you know I guess as values of our business we really push forward. It's a bloody big elevator. That's all I can say. Next question. <laughs> Right. Um, next five years, you've sort of said uh, you're keen to grow. Um, super excited for you, by the way. Gets me going. Um, three areas you're looking to sort of dive into. Three areas or regions? Three areas, three regions, cities, towns. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, I think within the next five years. Keeping it relatively close to to Manawatu is is probably going to be key, um, and then and then yeah, I mean for me, um, I mean major cities is probably where um, opportunities will probably present itself. But I think if we if we're able to really push forward with um, you know a few contractors locally, obviously we've got Rachel and Capity looking to recruit here in Palmy. Um, and and really, like I said earlier, really fine tune um, you know the processes, the structure around this business mm-hmm. model and making it work. And then, I, I guess the world is or the, the you know the, the world is kind of our oyster a little bit. We can implement and drop that wherever. So location probably doesn't mean a hell of a lot. I think if we bring good people on, like I said, that are hungry and motivated to make it work, location probably doesn't really affect us long term. Um, but certainly, I think. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to sort of branch out into a major city or major cities, you know, within a 10-year sort of time frame. I like it how you actually didn't specifically say where you're going then. That was a very political answer there. Um, yeah, very good. Kept me guessing. Um, so I noticed on your website, fairly prominently uh, positioned how to transfer to Homely. Let's be honest here. How many have you taken off property brokers uh, in the last two years? Taking off babies, mate. <laughs> it's, Not it's many. There for a reason. Let's, let's Not, be honest. 
Not many, actually. Um, nah, <laughs> probably minimal, to be fair. Um, but it, it's one of those things where um, I guess having a property trend, and, and this is the thing, like having some properties come across to us, um, I guess it's probably a compliment to the company when they've got a really good property manager who's done really good work um, and that transfers across and you're able to then take over from that with ease. Um, I find, you know, like that, that for me, that probably something that we, that I don't express enough to, to the other party um, more often than not is you've done actually a really good job. And, and obviously the client's reasons, majority of the time aren't negative it's just simply a relationship aspect um but um you know you're doing a good job so um you know keep it going um but yeah in terms of property brokers not a lot there you go mate there you go that's why you give me a job sir. all right sweet <laughs> billy it's been pretty great having you on the show mate and we have to catch up for a bit soon well we will Absolutely. do it well into won't be, but we should you know go and have a bit of brew union or something like that um, thanks again. It's got the PMC. It's oh, what is it now? It's it's three weeks away, just over three weeks away. So excited! Twenty third, twenty fourth of what's November. The numbers? It, oh God! Um, I think we're we're pushing two hundred. You know, we're, oh, we're pretty gosh. close to. So we're, we're. I mean, I set a target of three hundred. Um, we'll see how we yeah. go. We'll see how we yeah. go. And we'll, we'll get, we'll get the, what typically happens is the ticket sales start rushing in when you've got a month to go. So we're very, very excited. And uh, anyway, so get your tickets. Go onto the website, pmc.nz, 23rd, 24th of November at the Takina Event Centre in the nation's capital, Wellington. Guys, it's been a great conversation tonight. And uh, Billy, I mean, geez, it's been great listening to you. You know where you're going. You've got the vision. You've got the direction. You've got the passion, you've got the drive, you've got the support network around you. All power to you, mate. Good luck and uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks, fellas. It's been a good convo. And um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've learned a lot off both of you. So, um, you know, probably just to say thanks, you know, for, for all the advice and, uh, uh, and uh, you know, the support you've shown. Thanks it's been, for tuning uh, into been great. The Alternative Property Management Podcast, powered by Renty and the PMC.